so glad to be here. My guest today is Jerome Mallow, who's the founder and CEO of Elon or Elon. Um, actually, yeah, you know Elon. what? Elan. Elan. There you go. Uh, not to be confused with Elon, who owns this Twitter Spaces right now. Thank you, Elon, for letting us speak. Um, but uh, I actually, I, I tried to learn a little bit about this platform, and it is something I have not seen before, so I didn't even want to dive too deeply into it. I wanted to have Jerome tell us all about it here. And right before we get into the conversation and figure out about Elan, I just wanted to remind everybody here that if you're listening to this BitMart AMA, you are an exclusive group of crypto listeners. You want to know about information as it's hitting the market, the new and upcoming projects, the stuff that is just listing on the Premier Exchange. And of course, we want to reward you for that. And the reward for this conversation is going to be $1,000 in Elan for 100 lucky winners. All you have to do to be in the runnings for that is, of course, retweet this Spaces link where you found the Spaces, tag uh, three friends, make sure that you're following at BitMart Exchange and at Elan, which, oh, I just had their Twitter. Uh, Jerome, what's the what's the Elan Twitter handle real quick? <laughs> it's the Elon Future. Elon Future. There we go. Okay. I'm usually so prepared with it. But um, And then fill out our Google form that we have attached, and you will be off to the races to win some of those Elan tokens. Once again, that's $1,000 for 100 winners. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, Nate, what is... What is the Elan token? Why would I want to win it? That's why we have the Twitter spaces. By the end, you're always not only clamoring for the free ones, but you're wanting to go onto BitMart and get some of those tokens for yourself. So like I said, we've got Jerome Mallow here, who's the founder and CEO of Elan Future. Jerome, are you there? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good to be here, Nate. Thanks for having me. Sure, yeah. And your Twitter handle before was Jerome Knows Best, and now it looks like you've got a dot, uh, .eth handle. Can you tell me about that? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, the uh, I've been really, really interested into the Ethereum you know, blockchains ever since it's launched. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's only natural to, you know, get an ANCE domain and, and actually vibe with it, you know? Yeah, that, that's, that's something that I haven't investigated yet. Um, I'm not a maxi on any chain. Um, there are a couple of different projects I like, but the, the .eth handle, maybe it's the ETH. For some reason, I don't like the ending there, but there's no shade on it. It's, it's revolutionary, definitely. I just really liked the, um, the handle Jerome knows best, which I guess you still technically, <laughs> still technically have. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it reminds me of like a TV show. It's like a 70s TV show or something like that. Jerome yeah, knows true. best. <laughs> but we are not here to talk about Jerome's Twitter handle. We're here to talk about Elan Future, which if you go to their website is elanfuture.com and the Elan token, which is listing on BitMart. Um, I believe now or it's actually already is listed on there. It is, yeah. it is, it is, sorry. It listed um, back in October. So you have been able to get it for quite some time. So that's even better because sometimes tokens list and people don't know whether they should buy them or not and there's not enough information on them and that's why we have the Twitter spaces. So Jerome, I'm looking at elonfuture.com. It's a very vibrant, well-done website. Kudos to you there. It's got a lot of moving images. It's got a lot of information. Like I said, I... I kind of looked at it before we did the spaces and yesterday, and I was both intrigued and 
sort of confused. It may it may have gone over my head a little bit. So that's why I'm so glad that you're here to explain it to everybody and break it down. Um, I'd like to know, and you can just talk as long as you want to, what is Elan Future and kind of what is the revolutionary project and promise that you're doing here? Because you say, one of the first things you say is we are revolutionary. So I know that there's a good answer to this. Please tell us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're a research and development company based in Canada. Um, what we do is mainly electrical components research. And, and throughout the years, we've, we founded in 2017, uh, we invented this generator that we call Apollo. And, and what it does is it basically takes any power input and amplifies it by 10, which is, you know, absolutely mind blowing if you look at the facts. Um, you know, I mean, you could basically put the generator Put it anywhere, whether it's connected to gas generators, um, you know, solar panels, uh, wind turbines. I mean, you name it, Apollo works with it. Um, so, so you know, just to jump back to what you were saying before regarding, um, you know, the promise of the company. It's one of the, I, I guess, one of the most revolutionary thing about Elon is it's it's not only promising i mean we're not promising anything actually we already delivered on that promise so we we built that product and the product is actually working um so yeah i mean we we're in the electrical clean tech uh energy sector and we're connecting this you know great revolutionary invention to the blockchain because if there's a, a sector that lacks transparency it has to be the energy sector and that's where we come in you know so that's pretty much it in a nutshell so wait, let's go over that again. It takes any electrical, it takes any electrical uh, signal or power and amplifies it by ten. Yeah. Wow. Um, is are you allowed to explain how that happens? Just because I'm I'm fascinated into I'm not an electrical engineer. I'm not going to claim that I'm an electrical engineer or anything like that. It's just like. I, I get that. I get it that you have the with the simple objective electrify the world, and you're saying that you've done that. It, the project's already successful. Um, like what? What exactly? I guess let's let's do the Reddit thing. Explain it like I'm five. Um, is there a way to explain how you're taking an electrical signal, amplifying it by ten? Basically, what I'm trying to get at is you can take a small amount of generated power and make it into. 10 times more power to distribute for people to use things like that. Am I getting that correct? Yeah, correct. That's exactly it. Wow. Um, okay. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Like you were five. Um, I mean, obviously I can't really go into any technical details because I mean, we're patent pending right now. So there's a lot of details, technical details that I can share. But I, what I can tell you though, is we're using this physics phenomenon called parametric resonance. Um, so that was discovered back in the 1800s, uh, where this guy, Mathieu in, in France started, you know, messing around with vibrations on, on, uh, on drums and figured out there was a way to amplify those, um, that resonance from that, you know, drum being hit on. Um, so the, the, the phenomenon is actually being used today to amplify, um, you know, cellular signals, for example, in cellular towers and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so we take the same 
the same methods or methodology and we apply it to electricity, which was, I mean, it, it's never been done before because you need to find that specific window of resonance where you actually go through it to be able to actually amplify electricity. And, and by, by some sort of weird chance, we, we figured that out and, and we translated that to a hardware project, a, a, you know, a real life generator that amplifies electricity. Um, so the way it works is kind of hard to explain. But the way it works is, you know, you take the energy and it, I mean, you can connect the generator to a power grid, for example, and the power goes in, gets into the window, the parametric window, resonates, and by resonating, amplifies by a factor of 10. That's pretty much all I can tell you regarding the, the, the nitty gritty of the, the, the generator itself. Fascinating. Okay. And I think that that is a decent explainer, like I'm five explanation, um, Jerome. That, that, okay. It, you know what it reminds me of immediately? It reminds me of when you said that it was actually found out in the 1800s, but we probably couldn't utilize it until now. It reminded me of pretty much everything Nikola Tesla ever did. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm here in Colorado, so I'm only too keen that um, down there in Colorado Springs, Nikola Tesla was discovering some wild stuff that probably people still don't know what to do with. So, you just saying it right there and saying, look, you know, it works. That's how we built an entire company around it. You don't have to understand it like that. I'm with you. I'm giving you a big thumbs up right here. It basically sounds like in the same way that an amplifier amplifies sound, um, it's doing this for electricity. And I'm just going to I'm just going to trust in the process here so that we don't get lost, <laughs> lost in the woods. So then my, my next question, um, Jerome, would be, well, how does this relate to the blockchain? Like, how does this relate to you having a token? Like, you've got this cool revolutionary technology, but, you know, just because Apple invented the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Pro is an amazing laptop, there's not, an, there's not a MacBook Pro token. So if you could tell us, like, how does this technology relate to the blockchain and why do you have a, a token with it, that would, I think, even further explain kind of the project. Yeah, no, sure. Um, the the primary goal of the company, I mean, Elon has always been a company. I mean, I like to call that a, I like to call a company a for people company, not a for profit. Um, so, you know, we have this technology and we're sitting down thinking about the business model and where we're going to go with this and, and looking at it. And you realize, you know, if, the, if we need, if we want to bring transparency to the energy sector, there's only one way to do it, and it's through blockchain, right? Because everything is immutable. Um, everything is open, and it's transparent, and it's open source. Um, so how about we connect our generators to the blockchain? And instead of having people pay us, say, for example, pay whatever the amount in per kilowatt hours, like you're paying you know, when you pay your electricity bill, why not pay it to the blockchain? And, and, and when I say pay it to the blockchain, what I mean is, in order to get your generator going and in order to pay for your electricity that your generator is, is producing, kind of like a gas engine, you know, gas and put gas into the generator. What you do is you take tokens and you put those tokens into your generator because each and every product that we manufacture at the long future will have a secure in play bullet hardware wallet built in. So basically say, your generator has 10 Elon tokens in it. Um, and your electricity, say, is costing you... I mean, if right now you're paying um, 17 cents per kilowatt hour, which is kind of expensive, but let's say you're paying 17 cents per kilowatt hour. 
Well, Elon is sending you that same kilowatt hour for say five cents or three cents per kilowatt hours. But that token is used to actually, um, how could I say, um, you know, fill your wallet up, your wallet up with some tokens, and those tokens are used to pay for your electricity in a nutshell. So, why, why put it? Why use blockchain in the first place other than transparency? I mean, uh, first of all, accountability. It's it's easier for us to see who's you know using the device directly and who's abusing the device. So it's a great way for us to do analytics and and analyze data from the generators. Um, but it's, it also gives people a way to, um, you know, access energy at a cheap price, which I think is, is a, a good selling point these days. If you look at the, the energy crisis we're, we're swimming in right now. Um, and, and, you know, I was talking to one of our, you know, industrial customers yesterday. I mean, we're about to sign a deal with them and we were having this discussion about, well, you know, once you realize that, because Elon is not selling tokens directly, we gave the tokens away and they're being trading on, you know, exchanges, good exchanges such as BitMart or WhiteBit. And people are just transacting those tokens. What I want to say out that, uh, from that is that, you know, once you realize that, you know, right now you're paying your electricity provider for electricity. So say you're doing business with Colorado, Colorado uh, Electricity. I don't know the company that you guys are adding there. Um, the difference with Elon is that, you know, instead of having people buy the energy from monopolies or big companies or big corps, big corps, if they're using our technologies, because at some point they will have to use our tech, because I mean, they won't be able to fulfill the demand is they are buying the power from people. So we're really about putting the power in the hands of the people, and that's kind of how we we're doing it right now. Yeah, that is a this is a lot to kind of wrap your head around. Um, <laughs> what do it is, and it's, it's not it's not a bad thing. Um, it's, it's just, you know usually I I pride myself on being somebody that it's like well if A follows B then B follows C and I'm just like wow I've I've never I'm trying to think of like analogies to this. Um, that, that make it easier for me to understand and if somebody else is kind of not grasping with it. I get the electrical amplification part, and then I know that you said that the generators will all have a, a crypto wallet in them. I, I, I missed whether you said it was a hardware wallet or just a, a regular wallet. It's uh, hardware, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And so then the generators obviously have to be connected either physically or by Wi-Fi to the Internet to interact with the blockchain. But then the mm-hmm. way that I'm thinking about this, and once again, tell me if it's correct or if, or if I'm missing something here. Michael Saylor often talks about, and people have criticized him for this analogy, that um, that the Bitcoin network is a way for storing excess or wasted energy in the form of electricity. And then because you can send the Bitcoin anywhere in the world, you can, quote, send the electricity or energy anywhere in the world. Now, that's not technically true uh, because physicists will tell you that electricity can only travel some hundreds or thousands of miles before it loses uh, um, its uh like output power, but like the analogy that he's talking about still kind of makes sense, right? The energy wasn't quote wasted. It's being preserved and it's stored in Bitcoin and things like that. Is this sort of a similar thing to where once people have these amplification solutions, the way that their generator is being powered and doesn't go offline and continues to feed them electricity is the fact that it's fed quote, with Elon tokens, and those Elon tokens are purchased on the open market. So you're getting an open market 
rate for electricity. Have I gotten that all correct? Somewhat, you know, uh, the the token, you know, price or course or you know value is decided by the people basically, you know, transacting the token with offer and demand, right? Um, you know, but the price you're paying, and excuse the analogy, but the, the price you're paying the pump, you know, basically is always going to be the same. So let's say you're from a tier one country, then you would end up paying five cents a kilowatt hour, which is you know still seventy something percent off of what you're currently paying right now. But let's say you're coming from a tier three country. Uh, I mean, it's normal that, I mean, you don't have the same budget when it comes down to electricity or, you know, the cost of living. So you're going to pay a cent or two cents per kilowatt hour and it all balances out, right? Um, so when you send, uh, a, you know, a kilowatt hour to somewhere, you have to realize that, you know, every token is backed by energy itself. So let's say I have one token right now. It means energy. It equals energy. So it could be X amount of kilowatt hours. It could be, um, you know, energy that you're using to pay for your transaction fees and, and, and whatnot, you know, on our blockchain that we're about to release like version two in 2023 when we release Apollo on the market. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, let's say you're living in Australia, right? And I'm sending you electricity. I'm going to send you Elon tokens. Those tokens are converted in your own device. That, I mean, both parties have to have a device, obviously, right? But, you know, let's say I'm sending you a token. So let's say right now a token is worth a dollar on the open market. Um, so that's 0.05 Elon per kilowatt hour. But let's say a, a token is worth $100. And it comes down to being 0.0005 Elon token. So the, the price of the energy itself doesn't change. It's always going to be the same. Either it's, it's between one to five cents, right? Um, but the price of the token, that changes with the uh, offer and demand on the open market. Gotcha. Okay. It, it's, it's, still, uh, <laughs> it's still more to wrap your head around than uh, trade this dog coin and make money, but that's because, it has, <laughs> that's because it has a real use case. No shade on the Dogecoin, people. Come on. I used to own a lot of Dogecoin. It was, it's fun back in the day. Um, so you know what's interesting about this, Jerome, is that I can remember being in economics class in uh, college way back in the day. I'm an old man now. And, um, <laughs> and I remember that the <clears throat> it was held up that actually one of the only good forms of monopolies was utility companies. So which to where they'd say, gosh, if you had a whole bunch of people – um, and they're all making electricity or they're all making water, it, you know, things would go bananas and you wouldn't be able to get reliable sources and people would go off the grid and things like that. And that always seemed like an odd thing to me because uh, there aren't usually shortages of other things in the private market. So this is essentially, this is this is a form of privatizing and decentralizing energy, to which I think is a very revolutionary concept. And I'm kind of interested in in where you think um, where you think that would go, you know, in, in, in the future. Because, like you said, being able to send essentially electricity and energy from Australia to Kenya, or from Kenya to Mozambique, or from France to Argentina. I mean, you've never been able to do that before, right? Just by physical limitations. And or unless you're sending it in a highly condensed form, like, say, a barrel of oil, but that takes energy itself to send. So I, I'm very yeah. interested in in like how revolutionary you think this is to decentralize 
make it deflationary and make it transparent to send energy and put it in the hands of the people is is that is this kind of like a like a trust in the market because it definitely will do something or it's almost like well it's a necessity because people don't you know people don't have energy that need it and this is finally the problem to solve it so i'm interested in that well i mean you know it just if we, if we look at the facts you know let's just keep it super simple um, you know, we look at the facts, uh, we know that, I mean, there's an energy crisis right now. So it's not about like a necessity, it's more, you know, having Elon or the decentralization of electricity in general is a statistical destiny. I mean, there's no, if just you, you look at this situation, you know, look at what's going on in Europe with, with the war in Ukraine that's actually happening right now. It's, it's, you know, it's horrible what, what, I mean, what's happening. Um, you look at people, you know, spending three times, four times, five times the usual energy consumption because, you know, there's no energy, there's no gas to actually produce that energy. The good thing with Apollo is it's not 100% self-sufficient. It still needs to be connected somewhere. It still needs an input, right? Um, the, the, the big difference, the major difference with Apollo, though, is that you need 10 times less input for the same result or you produce 10 times more for the same result. So, it's, it, I mean, there's different school of thoughts on that. Um, but you know what really matters is it amplifies energy. So it's it's it lets people have more money in their pockets. So the working class, you know, has more money to spend elsewhere. Um, the cost of entry is really really cheap because we're not planning to like I mean let's say you want to buy a solar system, a solar array for your house. You're gonna spend between twenty and forty thousand dollars depending of where you're living and the amount of power that you require. Um, going with Apollo, I mean, we're aiming for a retail price between three and five thousand dollars per generator. I mean, the goal is not to sell generators to make a lot of profit. The goal is to sell generators to be able to, um, you know, bring enough money in to be able to manufacture more generators. Because once again, we're not we're not in it for the profit. You know, profit is. I mean, it's it's going to happen. I mean, there's no other way around it. But, you know, it's not a, an objective, but more of a consequence to our main objective, which is to electrify the planet. I mean, you know, 759 people, million people don't have access to electricity right now while, while we're talking. To me, that just doesn't that does, just, just doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're in 2022, almost 2023. Um, I mean, there has to be a way to give electricity to those people and, and make sure they have the same kind of security that we have, you know, security in the means of, um, you know, being able to cook food, being able to uh, preserve food through a refrigerator, for example, being able to take a hot shower, you know, or, or have comfort in the form of, of uh, AC, you know. Um, so. I mean, it's all about really electrifying the world and the technology and the blockchain is just this, this spearhead of that. And it's just the, the, the cornerstone of, of where we're going with this. Um, but, you know, I can keep on, on, on talking about the tech and what it means. I mean, it's obvious. If you, if you look at the situation on the planet, I mean, you know, look at Hoover Dam, which, I mean, the, the water levels are going down uh, like that, like they're flushing the toilet. <laughs> Damn, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, I mean, there's a necessity for electricity and Apollo comes into play in, in the sense that it's helping those big companies be able to actually fulfill the demand on their grids. You know, you look at California where they're shutting down 
uh, telling people not to charge their cars between X and Y hours. I mean, it's, I mean, we need the juice. And right now we're about, you know, 15% of the cars that are, you know, on the road are electric. Maybe it's a bit more, you know, more or less, maybe 20%. Um, but the objective is to have 100% electric vehicles on the road by 2030, 2035. You know, if we're already at max capacity, how are we going to get there? You know, and Apollo is the answer to that question. I mean, you know, you can give, let's say a factory, an energy factory buys our generator. I mean, we have industrial models that are much bigger. They're able to, you know, fulfill that because they're producing 10 times more power for the same effort, for the same flow of water into their hydro, you know, factories, for example, or they're producing 10 times more power for, say, for the same nuclear, you know, efforts they're using or taking to actually produce that energy. So that's where Apollo really shines. It's, it's amplifying power. And, you know, to go even further, you could take that generator and put it into your car. So let's say you have a Tesla, Kona, or Bolt, or any EV you would get 10 times more range. So, I mean, you, you could get 7,000, 8,000 miles between charges with, with actually no real efforts. And so Apollo is finally the answer to the, uh, the Tesla range problem. For, any, for anybody who did... <laughs> I strongly believe so. Yeah. For anybody who didn't get that, Apollo is the, <clears throat> is the parametric resonance technology, the generator that uh, Jerome has been talking about here. And you can see kind of a whole page about that on elonfuture.com slash Apollo. But I just wanted to read a little uh, thing right here that um, Apollo is the parametric resonance technology that magnifies energy output by 10 times without costing more. And it is compatible with any energy source, including solar power, wind, natural gas, diesel generators, and the electrical grid. It can power anything from large industrial machines to electric vehicles, kind of what Jerome was saying. It finally solves the range problem. Um, when I when I look at the picture of it, Jerome, um, I'm, I'm sure the picture doesn't do it justice. It reminds me of a gigantic Xbox, but it, I'm sure it's like way bigger in person. It's probably like as big as me. Is is that true? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's 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 about four uh, four feet tall, so it's it's forty eight inches uh, tall. Okay. Um, well, so it's not as big as me, but it's it's much bigger than an Xbox, is what I'm getting well, at. Well, yeah, it's yeah. much bigger than an Xbox for sure. <laughs> it looks, yeah, it looks smaller on the website. Okay, and so it has a hardware wallet in it that takes this Correct. Elon. We haven't talked about how Elon. We know that it's supposed to be decentralized, as everything in the blockchain is supposed to be. We know it's supposed to be transparent. You can audit that, see where the energy is going, make sure that uh, people aren't cheating the system, things like that. We haven't talked about the unique case of it being deflationary and about how the um, the Elon tokens are burned for every used token. Could you could you talk a little bit more about that? Sure thing. And it's it is a great question. Uh, one that's that you know, we get asked about a lot. Um, well, I mean, the burn mechanism is is really what what makes it you know shine a lot more than what how it already you know is shining. Um, so the burn mechanism basically uh, comes down to every time you use a token or a fraction of a token to actually pay for your electricity, that electricity, that token is, is burned. So it goes out of the supply. Um, so it gets sent to a zero X address and it's gone forever. Uh, the reason we did that is, you know, we understand that we need to sustain some sort of value, at, at least promote it. I mean, my job as the founder and CEO of that company, I mean, it's, 
is, I mean, there's two objectives and objectives. The first objective is to create social economic value, right? Um, and the second, the second part of my job is to be able to create value for our holders, right? Um, so, you know, people buying our tokens and believing in our initiative and, and participating into, for example, this AMA or any other, um, you know, events that we're, we're doing, I mean, need to get rewarded at some point because, you know, we understand that we can't do it alone. Our technology is so groundbreaking and the, um, the, the, our mission is, is truly, truly, um, to make a difference, you know, where it, it where it matters the most. And, you know, we can't do it by ourselves. We need people. And I mean, we've had offers from big corp, uh, you know, trying to buy us out. And we had, you know, offers of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars. And it just doesn't ring a bell with me. I'm not doing this to, to make money. I'm doing this to bring value to people. And because, you know, if we sell the tech today, it's going to end up on a shelf somewhere, accumulating dust, and it's never going to be released. You know, like, like most of the texts, that, I mean, look at the uh, cars that were running on the water. It just disappeared overnight. You know, where are they going? You know, where, where are they? You know, they're just gone. While Elon is just, since we're not about the money, you know, it, we're just, you know, you want to push this thing forward. We want to put it on the market today or yesterday. Um, you know, we want to be as, in as many houses as we can, as quickly as we can. Um, so the burn mechanism allows us to do just that, right? Because, you know, if you create value and create, you know, brand awareness through our token, um, then it just, everything falls into place, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I hadn't thought about that where you said, you know, if somebody were to buy us out, uh, then the tech may disappear just like at the end of that Indiana Jones movie where they pack it up into the crate and it just, it just disappears into the warehouse. Um, it, yeah, it, that that is something I hadn't thought about because you because you also would think that you know it would be easy to make a lot of money for this, but I don't know the economics of the energy industry and um, how that would go over. So I, I totally see your concerns there, especially with you with you having control of this technology, which at least to me seems revolutionary. Uh, I mean, I've never heard about anything like it. Like I said, it immediately reminds me of Nikola Tesla, some of that that crazy physics stuff going on. And so the burn mechanism makes complete sense to me because it kind of takes a cue from Bitcoin and other limited supply um, tokens where it's interesting because this token really is backed up by something that is somewhat in limited supply, right? You can always make more energy, but you kind of have to, you have to use energy to make energy or you have to take it, you have to take it from a dormant status and make it into an active status. And so the burn mechanism for a lot of tokenomics projects tends to be um, kind of an artificial dwindling of supply, but I feel like this actually kind of matches with the the underlying asset uh, or could could uh, could uh, un- uniquely kind of match with it as people are creating more energy in different ways to show the kind of true costing of the energy. Something, something else that I'm I'm interested in, Jerome, is I'm on the uh, the the web page here for elonfuture.com slash blockchain slash elon tokens there's another marker here where you say well the elon token is fair because you can instantly donate energy to those in need without expensive fees i think you touched on that briefly but is that just the sending of elon tokens to somebody who has this generator so that they no longer have to essentially they can pay uh, 
better electricity costs or pay almost no electricity costs. Could you explain that again? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, okay, so there's a lot of unwrap. <laughs> there's a lot of layers to that. Onion. Um, okay, so let's say, um, you know, one of our goals that we're trying to achieve is, you know, create a foundation, an Elan foundation. And what it does is every time Elan sells a generator into a tier one country, say for, I don't know, $5,000 or $4,000, then, you know, the foundation takes that profit. So Elan gives that profit to that foundation and that foundation gives a family from a tier three country a free generator. So every time we, you know, sell one, we give one, right? Um, so afterwards, you can just send money um, to a family somewhere on the planet. So let's say you don't know anyone in a country that needs electricity. So, I mean, you could take your phone with our future. I mean, what's coming, mean, we're launching an app and our coming app, you can take your app, choose a country, like a random country, you have a choice. And then you just send, say, for example, $50 worth of, of, of electricity somewhere. And the family somewhere gets that energy. They know it's coming from you. So they're able to interact and say, thank you. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, work to be done to be sure that it's not, the system is not exploited. <laughs> I mean, um, every, everywhere there's free stuff, there's going to be people to exploit it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, and we've seen that with our, you know, launch and the, uh, you know, Bird a Board API Club, you know, airdrop that we did. Um, but, you know, the, 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 you know, the philanthropy aspect of it all, you know, is, is one of the main objective of the way we try to build our blockchain. You know, you have to let people be able to pay it forward and, and give someone a chance somewhere. Because if I was sitting um, in a situation that I need help, right, um, I would never expect someone from somewhere to give me a hand, whether it's with, you know, energy or electricity or, you know, moral support. But I mean, I think, and I still have faith in humanity that people will, will want to share that. And what's $50, right? What's, what's giving out $50 to someone somewhere, right? If you know, say, for example, you're giving money to the Red Cross and I'm just going to use the random name. Um, I don't know their, you know, how they work and financials or anything, but I know for a fact that about 80% of that money goes to the family. I mean, 80% of that money goes to administration and maybe the family at the end of the line maybe gets 10 or 20% of that donation, right? But with Elan, they get, you know, 99.9998%. And the only fee that they're, you know, paying or losing along the line is the fee for the transaction itself. So it has to be low fees. It has to be quick. And it has to be easily convertible to energy, energy that's, that can be used to actually, you know, power their houses, for example. Exactly. And in that case, it really aligns with my kind of old school Bitcoiner beliefs. I really resonate with what you say where, um, you know, if you if you donate to an organization, it's, you know, we don't even have to call it evil or unethical or things like that. It's just the way that it has to be done in order to have a charitable organization. And there have been actually been charities that try to outcompete each other by saying, you know, no, we only spend uh, 40% on administrative costs. No, we only spend 10. Well, you know, unfortunately, at some point, you do need administration to have those organizations. And it's kind of just the way it is. You're having to accept these things. But the value of Elon and, you know, Bitcoin as well is, it's the same. If you wanted to send a remittance to somebody through Western Union or a bank, you had to accept that a certain amount was going to be taken away. But with Bitcoin, they get 99.9% of it. So an Elon would be the same thing 
with energy, but perhaps you could say more revolutionary because people could have um, people could have money, especially in their native currency, but not have the infrastructure to be getting electricity and kind of developing themselves. I'm thinking of especially rural places that may be able to access electricity through sort of natural means, wind, water, things like that, but it's just it's not there. They don't have the, the economic infrastructure to to keep it going. So I and it is it is a sort of thing where blockchain is a very person to person technology. They it it kind of I would say that blockchain is an intrinsically human first technology and the fact that it relies on people, you know, kind of taking taking a good view of humanity and saying, yes, I'm going to send this person this, and I know that it's good, and we've both, you know, we don't have to trust each other to do it, but it's probably going to be for our best interests too. So it is really helpful to hear you explain it like that, and it kind of boggles my mind to think about what would come from it. It's only good things that are that are coming from it, but it, it is just something that I've never, never heard before. So I'm still trying to Still trying to wrap my head around this a little bit. Uh, once Elon generators are are worldwide, um, so I, I guess my next question before we open up to some listener questions here is: you know, we've talked about how revolutionary the technology is. It has to have this token to kind of put it on the blockchain and uniquely give this value transfer promise. So somebody listening here right now on the Twitter AMA, they're thinking, okay, well, um, what else, like, why would I want to buy and perhaps hold Elon tokens? What is the use case for me as a single investor or something like that? Maybe are there staking opportunities? Is there something else we can do with the token? Maybe we could get into that a little bit before taking some questions. No, sure. And it's also a great question. I mean, and first of all, I don't see, you know, people holding Elon tokens as investors, right? I see them as as world changers. I mean, <laughs> you, we can't we can't say anything else about that. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I mean, the, the the main use of the token is every time you want to interact with our company, it's going to have to be through our blockchain, our token. So, say for example, you would like to buy one of our generators. Uh, we're not going to accept fiat. That just that just doesn't make any sense. We're actually, um, you know fighting against something that's fake. I'm not saying that currency and fiat is fake. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, you know, we know our token is transparent and it's fair. So we only accept our, you know, tokens for, um, you know, for our services. So for example, you want to buy a generator, you would still have to pay with our tokens. Um, say you want to pay for your electricity, you would have to pay with our tokens. Um, you know, if you want to buy one of our other products, you'll still have to pay with our token. So the main use and the main utility of our token is really a way to interact with our products and our, our, our generators, our devices, right? Um, so as simple as that, I mean, that's, that's, that's how the tokens are being, that's the real use case of our token. Afterwards, then you can use it to actually send electricity somewhere, um, like we were talking about with the philanthropy side of it. Um, but I mean, those are the main reasons why you would want to hold tokens. And I mean, obviously, you know, if you're speculating somewhere, you're an investor, quote unquote, um, then I mean, it makes all the sense in the world to actually own tokens because you know that we're going to burn them, you know, and if we burn them, the value will only go up and, you know, the limited and the supply is limited. And being that the supply is limited, 
it's it's i mean one plus one equals two right indeed it does um lest nobody say different one plus one does equal two. I think. I think that that's that's also good too to have the Elon token as sort of your your in house economy because as you kind of notated, um, there you know there are lots of people that don't want the world to change. They don't want mm-hmm. things to change in their country, jurisdiction, whatever. And so you could see how if they became aware of this technology, they could just say, "Well, it's illegal to buy it with whatever the local currency is," but they can't really ban Elon token, and so people could still. You could still kind of have a workaround to to do stuff like that. I, I think that might be an, an interesting thing that could happen. No, but I mean, at some point, I mean, people won't have a choice. I mean, you could have regulators trying to censor the technology, and I'm not saying that it's happening. I mean, we are in talk with actually four countries right now that are you know willing to sign and onboard this uh, you know I mean our technologies in their own you know grid and make sure that it's connected and it allows them to produce more power so i mean the reception is really good so far um but you know we know that there's there might be some places where it's might you know be more difficult to actually penetrate the market you know let's just put it that way um but at some point it becomes political capital to actually be able to you know give your citizens you know fair prices and better prices and give them access to electricity um, you know we were talking with this country in africa and i'm not allowed to tell you which country it is but we were talking with that country in africa and the the, the they were trying to say okay let us buy the generators and then we're going to resell the electricity afterwards and i was like no 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 no. you guys don't understand that's not why it works you know you need electricity there's no way that you're going to buy it for cheap and sell it for more i mean that's we're trying to fight that. I mean, that's what we're going against. Um, I think there's a way to make, you know, a good deal. And there's a way to make it a win-win situation wherever we install our generators. But, you know, the regulators at some point will have no choice but to accept it because we're not capable of producing enough power to supply the demand. And that's just factual. So at some point, you know, some countries might be, might take more time to approve our technologies. Some people might take less time to approve our technologies. But at the end of the day, we're still going to be there. And at some point, it's just, like I said, a statistical destiny. That's where we're going. And there's, I mean, I don't see how, unless someone invents something that's, you know, 50 times more powerful than what we are currently have, which I really doubt, you know, there is because, I mean, we've been doing electricity the same way for the last 140 years. So, I mean, what we have is something truly magnificent in the sense that it's going to change the game. I mean, totally. Um, and I'm trying not to be too excited about this because, I mean, it's easy to see. <laughs> you just, you just look, I mean, just fire up your TV and, and look at the news. Just watch some news somewhere on the planet and there's going to be a debate on electricity and energy 100% of the time. Um, it is, you know, the next big crisis of, of our civilization. I mean, the energy, I mean, we don't have access to it. We're not able to fulfill the demand. Um, so I'm not really too worried about Apollo and, and the future of Elon future. I mean, not at all. Sure. Yeah. No. I just think it. I just think it's great in the short term that you could still use Elon as a sort of in-house, in-economy currency to guard against, you know, the naysayers and the laggards, so that still people could uh, people could have mm-hmm. access to it, no matter what the 
what the regulations or roadblocks that may come up with. Yeah. I, think, I think it's it's always good to imagine the worst case scenarios and the most positive scenarios because they, they both give you perspective and really the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle. So not for sure. Yeah. So let's, um, let's definitely, let's take some questions and then we can finish on kind of Elon's roadmap. And it looks like we've already got a speaker lined up here. I think it's uncle, uncle Umar. I'll let you speak in one second here. <clears throat> I just wanted to lay down some ground rules guys for asking the questions. One, please speak English. That's the only language I know. And I kind of have to moderate all the questions that come through. Um, two, please be in a quiet space. It's really hard to hear you if you're outside or in a noisy place or things like that. And three, we're here to talk about Elon. We're here to ask Jerome about his project. Please don't shill your project or talk about you know things like that unless you're looking to collaborate with Jerome, in which case I'll hook you guys up. So if you can follow those three simple rules, uh, we can take some questions until, uh, until Jerome says no more. So... Um, Sam Chiz. Sam Chiz, you should be allowed to speak here. Yeah, yeah, you can speak. Okay, thank you very much, Nathan. Um, my question to Elon, Elon Future is, um, yeah, what is, what are, what are the programs, what is Elon doing in respect of bringing the uh, people, the, the energy, um, bringing people who are not into the blockchain into the blockchain in the terms of managed um, consumption. I also want to know if Elon, if the uh, if the project is out for accepting grants from maybe countries who are interested in this uh, energy, uh, renewable energy, sustainable energy projects, something if they are out for accepting grants or kind of uh, research from all those kind of countries. Thank you. Cool. Hi Sam. Thanks for the uh, question. Um, Okay, just to, uh, because you asked a few questions and the same questions, so let me, you know, break it down. Um, so, you know, to make it accessible, right, um, we understand that not everyone is, is you know, tech savvy and understands how, you know, blockchain works. And I mean, of course, you have to make it, you know, easy for the, uh, for your, uh, you know, like uh, aunt or, or grandma to actually use it, right? Um, so, I mean, there's, I mean, no non-tech savvy people will be able to, you know, buy it and then swap it to USDT and then swap it back to Elon and then send it to their, you know, generators. I mean, just that alone is a complete nightmare of a process. So it has to be streamlined. It has to be seamless. Um, so that's why we're partnering up with, you know, companies to actually make a swap protocol, you know, built in our own application. So, I mean, there's a limit, there's, there's an extent to what we can do to make things simple. Um, but I mean, we, we try to make it as simple as possible. I mean, I, I have always been the, you know, technical guy in my family and people would, would call me for, you know, X or Y, Z reasons, um, you know, because they were needing, they needed some help with, you know, whatever reasons, technical support ish questions. Um, so it has to be simple because I don't want you to become me <laughs> trying to fix my mom's Wi-Fi, right? So it has to be simple and, you know, simple credit card, prepaid card that you're going to be able to use to actually, you know, load your wallet um, is, is an option that we're taking. And I mean, it's going to be a case-by-case basis. So let's say we're in a country where credit card payments are not accepted for crypto because it, it happens. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's a thing. 
Um, so, you know, in those countries, we'll just make, you know, prepaid cards that you will be able to buy at, say, a store, for example. I don't have any example. It could be a corner store, it could be a supermarket, it could be a grocery store. But we need to have, you know, availability of those tokens, right, um, for people that are, that are less tech savvy. Uh, when it comes down to, and I'm jumping on your second question, when it comes down to, you know, do, are we open to partnerships with countries? Absolutely. I mean, our, my email box and our email box is, is open and we're already ready, always ready to talk about potential partnerships and ways to integrate our technologies, um, with, with different partners, whether they are industrial, commercial or governmental entities, for sure. Well, that's, that's interesting. So that means, um, some of your team have uh, this engineering experience and, and uh, energy. I'm sorry? Um, what I mean is your team experience in terms of uh, engineering. Does it oh. Okay, no, I got you. Um, I mean, our chief of science is a very known PhD in physics and applied physics. Um, has been published several times. Uh, same things for our engineering team. We, you know, mostly hire, you know, electrical engineers. Uh, electronics engineers, uh, physicists, and, and I mean, we've built a pretty solid team of, of, of scientists because, you know, I can, I'm not a scientist and I'm not an electrical engineer. I mean, I'm not going to claim, you know, to be someone I'm not. I'm a business person with vision. Um, and I'm, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be lucky in some of my investments and I'm able to actually fund this research and that, that, those devices, right? The production of the devices. Um, but you know, when it comes down to science, we're, we have a pretty solid team of, of, uh, of scientists, which, you know, I mean, we will really have our website in a matter of weeks, same thing for our white paper. Um, so you'll be able to do your own due diligence on them and, and really realize that, you know, the tech is, is legit and our team is as legit as our technologies. Absolutely. So, uh, Sam Chiz, uh, did that answer all your questions there? I know that you've, you've asked a couple of questions here and not that I don't love the questions. I just, you know, we have, we have other people that want to ask some. Okay. Sorry for that. Well, thank you very much. I'm more clear now about your project. So thank you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No need to be sorry. I just, I have to move it along and, and kind of, uh, keep everybody to a certain amount. So, um, We've got another speaker up here. And guys, just real quick, just so you know the way that I'm approving speakers and going towards it, I'll have one speaker up here that's asking Jerome a question, and then I'll, I'll approve another one so you guys can be waiting in line. But if you're waiting in line and you're not talking to Jerome, please stay muted. That's just the easiest way to do it. So um, Mr. Crypto with an orange square, um, Unwu Kway. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name. It looks like a beautiful name. So you are there. You can ask Jerome a question now if you want to. Okay, thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, my question is, uh, what inspired Jerome to integrate in the energy services in the blockchain? What made him do that or inspired the project to go into the energy source? Okay, that's that's actually a pretty good question, Kato. Um, you know, I'm, I've always wanted to do a difference, to make a difference on the planet, right? Um, and when I came across the technology, um, you know, I met this old guy back in the days that, you know, it was his life's work, right? It was old, probably about 85, 86 years old. 
didn't have the bandwidth to, you know, get it out there. And I just felt, I just felt the call of duty, you know, I just felt like I needed to do this and to, to sacrifice so many things to actually be able to get this thing out there, to actually be sitting on a chair talking to you right now. Um, you know, I've made several sacrifices because it's worth it. You know, making a difference in the world is worth it. And I mean, we live in a world where individualism, you know, primes above all. And but I, I, I never really vibed with that. I never really understood that. You know, if if you're able to do something for someone, I mean, it could be a simple gesture, like you know, holding the door open to someone, you know, going where you're leading. Or just to do something good that, I mean, it's the little things, man. You know, it's just, if you're able to do something good for someone, then to me, that I feel like my day has been successful. So when I came across the technology, uh, I, I instantly knew that I needed to find like a company to build a company and, 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 you know, make it easy for people to access it because I understood right there and then the difference it could make, you know, in their lives. Um, so that kind of what, what inspired me to, to do it. Um, but I come from a modest background. I understand what it is, you know, what it's like to, to struggle for, you know, different basic needs. Um, so, you know, it only felt like the, correct thing to do even more you know knowing what it feels like right yeah and that's that was a great question there crypto because uh if you go to jerome's twitter profile uh not only does he say literally that he's on a mission to make the world a better place but he's also a proud dad so real quick I wanted to to know, and this is why I like people coming up and asking questions. They think of stuff that I don't know. Jerome, I bet you that um, being becoming a father and having kind of you know this generational responsibility to make the world a better place because there are people that are going to be around after you're not here. Maybe that also inspired it too. I know that that's a, that's a big thing, especially for um, well, really both for men and women. But I, I think it it's touted a little bit more for for uh, men becoming childless to having children. Was was that a factor too? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it sure opens up your eyes. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a real eye-opener. Um, but, you know, yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, having kids is 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 not is – not, and, and I mean, most parents out there will relate to that. I mean, it, it's pretty it's, – it's not the easiest thing, you know, but it's the, 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 the nicest thing you will ever do is to have kids, right? But it does come with a responsibility of, of leaving things better than when, you know, when you found them, right? Um, so I guess, yeah, it just to translate to that as well. And it's a good point that you're bringing on the table, Nate. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Having kids really does make a difference in the way that you see things. Uh, and it made me more, you know, sensitive to what's happening out there. But, you know... At the end of the day, you know, it, it's really about, you know, giving those parents out there a chance to be able to provide for their families, you know, and it's really what it boils down to. Absolutely. And so Crypto Orange Square, before we move on to Norbert, who would be the next speaker, did you have another question or a follow-up? I kind of interrupted you there. I apologize. Okay, no problem. Like, why I asked that question is that I'm from Africa and we are having electricity problem very very much 
in the site in the place I'm staying. So I like the fact that he entered into blockchain and trying to break me with the power source. It's really nice, Jerome. Thank you very much for bringing me into the blockchain. Thanks for your questions, Crypto. Really, really happy to have answered them. Really good. Absolutely. Thank you, Crypto, as well. We'll move on to Norbert. Norbert, you should be queued up right there. And if you want to unmute yourself, you can ask Jerome a question. Good day, everyone. Hey. And I would like to ask two questions. And number one question is, and so far, what has been your greatest challenge? And then the second question is, what are the future plans for this project? Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, uh, Norbert, for the questions. Um, okay. So it, it, it's going to sound kind of funny, but, you know, you know, ever since we started, my biggest challenge when it, when it came to Elan, at least our technology, let's just, you know, narrow it down to Apollo itself. Um, our biggest challenge was always to, you know, get more output, right? So you want to make something as groundbreaking as possible. And when you're building something like that, um, there's no, there's no, you know, I mean, baseline of, 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 you know, how do you compare and where are you going? Does it need to be better than that amount, that amount or this amount? Um, so our biggest challenge was always to, you know, generate more amplifying power, right? Uh, we made this discovery about two weeks ago that, you know, that change that made a paradigm shift of, of our challenge. So right now, our biggest challenge is not to get more output, but it's to get less output, right? Because we're talking about 10 times more power. It's, it's much more than 10 times. We just say 10 times because it's, it's easy to understand. Um, but from what we're seeing in our lab and, um, you know, the data from actually yesterday, I was with the, the science team in the lab and our, our challenge now is to generate less power because it's just too powerful. So you need to always be conscious of, of how people are going to interact with your, your, your devices, you know, because we know, I mean, as soon as we start selling the generators on the market, you know, some dude somewhere will buy one and he's going to cut it in and out and put it on YouTube. That's, that's a certainty. It's, it's, it's obvious. So we need to be sure, a hundred percent confident that, you know, if someone starts to tamper with the technology, that it's not just going to be dangerous for them, you know, because that's the last thing you want, right? We want mass adoption. We don't want mass, um, you know, uh, you know, injuries. That's not what we're looking for. Um, so right now we're just trying to minimize the, the power output because the, gener the generator is just too powerful. And that's just one of the realities that we're facing these days. And some would call it an happy problem. I certainly am calling that an happy problem, but that's still one of our challenges uh, that we need to face in a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but I mean, that's, that's pretty much it regarding that. Do you have any other questions? The And also the future plan for the project. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I mean, future plan, it's pretty obvious. Keep on working on brand awareness. Keep on working on, on you know, making Elon known people. Um, obviously, you guys are super early. I mean, we're not, we haven't done any big press conferences. We're planning to do that Q1 next year. Um, then small-scale launch of our generator as a pilot project in Q2. And, you know, if everything goes well, I mean, knock on wood, um, we'll be on the market by Q4 of next year, maybe Q1 of 2024. 
All right. Well, hopefully, did that answer your question, Norbert? Looks like you may be having connection issues there. I believe that he did, so we are going to remove you as a speaker. Thank you again for the great questions. And Uncle Umar is back. Uncle Umar, uh, hopefully you can connect and you don't have connection issues at the moment. You can ask Jerome a question now. Yes, hello, Nathan and Jerome. It's nice to be on this face. Sorry, I had slight connection issues. No worries, no worries. I'm just, going to, <clears throat> I'm just going to go straight to my question. Um, my question to Jerome is, do you consider making Elon talking a revenue-generating one? Or will Elon forever be a utility talking that's used for generating electricity and stuff? So that's my question. Cool. All right. Good question, Uncle. Um, you know, I have to be careful with what I'm saying regarding how I see the token and, and, and what we're planning to do with it. Um, I guess, I mean, people will, I mean, it's the token will become a self-revenue self generating asset by itself, but not because we provoked it. That, that, I mean, if that makes any sense. Um, we're not we're not selling the token as a mean of, of profit. I mean, it's if you look at the deflationary, you know, um, angle of the token, and you know the supply is limited, and you know that every single time a generator is burning through the supply, um, I mean, it's obvious to, to for anyone. I mean, one could easily think that I mean the value of their tokens will only keep on rising, right? Um, so let's say we sign a deal with a country. You know, our business model is pretty straightforward. So what we do is. We don't sell them the generator. We don't sell them a license to operate the generator. What we do is we lend them the generator. And then afterwards, you know, the, the, the only counterpart of a company or a country is they have to buy tokens, right? So they need to buy the tokens to actually pay for their own electricity production that they're giving out to their people afterwards, right? So let's say you're in Congo, right? And the electricity is cars, you can have access to electricity. So what we do is we create those special economic zones where, you know, you could have industry there being built. For example, cement, uh, you know, factories or, or woodworking factories, right? But in order to be able to fulfill the demand of the energy demand of those factories, they need the token, right? And where do people buy their tokens? I mean, we're not going to sell tokens to them. The company, Elon, is not buying electricity or, I mean, it's not selling electricity to those companies or government entities. They have to buy electricity from the open market. So let's say you look at the float, right? You look at what's the circulating supply and how it works. I mean, they have to buy the energy because one Elon equals electricity, it equals energy. So they need to buy the energy from the open market. So it's like I said before, it's the other way around. You're not buying energy from your energy provider or supplier. You're not buying energy from the government. The government is buying electricity from the people. That's what's so mind-blowing about this is we're just, we just want to make things fair. You know, if you're a company, you're a, a big corporation, you want to save, save money on electricity, 
the only way you can do it with our technologies is to buy electricity from the people. And that's what Elon is all about, putting the power back in the hands of the people. Does that make any sense? Yes, it did. I got everything he said clearly. Now, what the problem is, you know, the fear of, I mean, how government will want to limit you guys, you know. So if there are any ways or if you have tested it with any government or in any country, I don't know if you have tested your project already or it's still in its infancy stage. Um, good, good question as well. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we're in talks with four different countries right now. You know, some of them are in Africa. I can't disclose anything, unfortunately, because of NDAs that I've signed and they want to make the announcement when it, once it happens. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we're already in talks with different countries. Uh, we're already evaluating with their engineering companies how we're going to connect our generators to their energy grid to make sure that it works and it's just safe and it's not too powerful. Because let's say you have power lines that are rated to a certain amount of, of, of uh, tolerance when it comes down to energy um, flowing through them. You know, you don't want to have a generator like Apollo just going a hundred times what they're capable of supporting and then breaking everything else. I mean, that's just, that's just, that, that's not logical, right? But to answer your questions, you know, you know, rather, you know, straight, Yes, we currently are in talks with different countries to put it out there. And to jump back on a secondary questions you could have is, you know, how are the regulators and how do you think that countries will limit you, right? And, and I, I believe that today we're going to face some resistance because we're doing business a total different way than what's currently being done, right? So we understand that it's going to be different. But look at Uber and look at Airbnb when they launched. You know, Airbnb, when they launched, it gave people a way to actually make money with their house, right? So I could rent a room in my place. I could rent my, I can rent my whole house to someone for cheaper than going to a hotel. And hotel, the hotel industry wasn't really too happy about that. But at some point, they adapted. Same thing with taxis and Uber. Um, so I think Elan and electricity is kind of the same. You know, at first, we're going to face some resistance. That's just, that's obvious. But the old, close-minded, you know, regulators are retiring. I mean, they're not going to get younger. So at some point, young people with forward-thinking vision, you know, will want to make a difference. And, you know, they will, you know, use Elan to actually make life easy for people or easier at least for people. And and I guess that's what it's all about. You know, I'm, I'm gambling on people you know, making the good decision because at the end of the day, we're all on the same boat together. And, you know, whether it's today, whether it's next week, maybe it's next year or in five years, you know, at the end of it all, when everything is said and done, people will use Elon technology because that's the only technology that's capable of, of actually, you know, making the world advance and, 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 you know, Having that real tangible evolution of the human race. I mean, it's all, I mean, it all starts with energy. You know, for 90% plus percent of the world, 
every memory they have is based on something that was powered by energy. It could be a light, could be um, a song, could be like an instrument. It was powered by energy. And it's going to keep on going as, as we keep on adding more people on the planet. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too worried about adoption. That's for sure. Absolutely. I love how you uh, brought that up, Jerome, about the every memory that you have is somehow powered by energy. I immediately, for some reason, when you said that, I thought of my Game Boy uh, back in the 90s. <laughs> and that's not that's just that's just one of many examples. You're you're totally spot on the money with that. Guys, I'm conscious of Jerome's time here. And we've already gone over the one hour mark, which is totally fine with me, but I just wanted to ask Jerome really quick. Jerome, do you have a hard out? Because my plan for the rest of this AMA is to take no more speakers and we'll just get through the speakers that we have. Is, is that okay with you? Or you, you need to let me know if you need to jet for a meeting or anything like that. Uh, no worries. I mean, I, my, my agenda is scheduled to answer questions. I'm always glad to do it. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I still have time. You know, I, no worries about that. Perfect. Yeah, the benefits of being a CEO, I suppose. Uh, you're the one that makes the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I do have other engagements, but yeah, I mean, no, no worries about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, and that's why I'm here. I'm here to talk about Elon, and I mean, I can talk about the company for for months, and I mean, on end without any you know worries. So yeah, I mean. Sh- Question away. Don't worry about that. Okay, guys. So we're, we're not going to take any more people requesting to be speakers. Uncle Umar, it looks like you're requesting again. Uh, maybe you had a follow-up real quick. I, I, I want to get that there. But basically, anybody who's requested now will get to you, and we'll, we'll not take any more. So that way, we're conscious of having a good AMA, and it's um, I always like them to go on 30 minutes to an hour, so we've hit that, but that way we also won't monopolize um, Jerome's time. Also, unfortunately, I, I have other... I, you know, BitMart pays me to do other stuff other than AMAs. So I, I will eventually have to go, but I'm good for now. I'm good for now. So Uncle Umar, if you had a, if you had a follow-up or a closing before we get to the other speakers, um, you can let us know. Otherwise, I'll, I'll remove you. Yeah, thank you, Nathan. Um, Jerome, sorry, I had slight network issues. So I heard all you said, and wow, I must say I'm really glad with, and I'm happy with um, the project. And I just wish all of us good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks, Umar. Perfect. Thanks, Uncle Umar. So it's always good to get somebody to uh, say their last piece before you jettison them back into the AMA. Rick, you are the next one up. You can unmute yourself and ask your own question. Hi. Hey, Rick. Hi, good day. I have just one question. I will make it simple and fast. Uh, I just want to ask if you if you will list Jim's email. Thank you. I'm sorry, are you asking me? Yes. And and the question is? Uh, I'm asking if you will list uh, in Bitmark the Jim's email. Oh, I have I have no idea about that. I'm not on the listing team, or I don't have anything to do with operations. Um, I'm firmly in the marketing team and communications sort of side of things. So, unfortunately, I I have no answer to that question. Uh, okay, thank you. Sure. Yeah. No worries. All righty. Moving on from Rick, we have got Brahma. Uh, Brahma, you should be approved to speak there if you want to unmute yourself. Hello, good day from this side. 
Hey, um, yeah. Please, if I if I heard you correctly, um, you said the generators will be running on Wi-Fi. Most of the questions have been answered, though. But this one, if the generators will be running on Wi-Fi, I'm speaking from Africa, and we have a network problem here. So if the generators will be running and there's a reception error, what what would be the way forward? To use the machine? Yeah, no, okay, I got you. Um, I mean, uh, hi, Baba. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we do have way to actually make the device work offline for, let's say, internet-deprived regions. So that's not that big of a deal. I mean, we're capable of, of depending on where the machine is going to be located, uh, we know how to actually be able to connect, still be able to get the info through either USB updates, for example, um, on the chain and what's actually happening with the blockchain. So there are ways that we've already planned for um, in, in the case that we're you know, putting generators where internet is not readily available. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. All right, thanks for your question. Fascinating. I would have not thought about that. Um, that is, wow, yeah. To be able to run the device where there is no internet or internet-deprived regions, that is something that I had not thought about. Um, looks like, oh gosh, you uh, disappeared. Whoever is supposed to be the speaker next. Okay, no worries. I will approve uh, Ahmed here, and I believe you'll be the last one, Ahmed. So, Ahmed, yeah, you can ask your own question. Hey, Ahmed, you uh, you unmuted yourself. You should be good to speak. Ahmed has also disappeared. All righty. Well, it looks like we are out of requested speakers. Then I'll give one more second to see if they pop up again. Du -du -du. Oh, Ahmed's there. Hey, there you go, Ahmed. Okay. Hey, Ahmed. You have a question? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. Is your project a local project or a global project? Can anyone use your service from anywhere in the world? Uh, what are your contracts and how can I buy them and what are the benefits? I'm not sure I understood that correctly. You're wondering who are our contractors, as in who's manufacturing our generators, or um, who are we doing business with to actually, uh, you know, deliver those devices? Segu. Uh, I'm just wondering, like, uh, I just wanted to make sure that I understood your question correctly. Um, so are you wondering how are we going to actually sell the device or are we going to, you know, build the devices? Ahmed, Jerome, Jerome was having a little trouble uh, parsing out what your question was. Um, so, Jerome, let's go with this. Let's answer uh, just a couple of questions here. Um I'm sure that we'd love to know who's building the devices, if you can speak on to that. And I think Ahmed wanted to know um, how easy it would be to buy the device and perhaps get it shipped or delivered to, let's just say, uh, a more remote area of the world. Let's go with those okay. questions. Yeah, that works. Uh, you know, building-wise, uh, you know, you know, we're not we're not allowed to tell you who's going to build the device. We do have two partnerships that have been signed when it comes down to manufacturing. 
Um, and, and I mean, it's not made in a country known for reverse engineering technology, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, because that's one of our biggest concerns, right? Reverse engineering is something that we're we're really serious about, and we want to make sure that we defend our technology against that. Because you know, if it falls into the wrong ends, then it could be used to actually do the opposite of what we're trying to do. Um, but I mean, the two partnerships that we have um, are with big known uh, companies that are you know already doing major electric appliances uh, or, or devices on the market. You know, one is in Europe and the other one is in the US. Um, and how easy it is to, how, how easy would it be to actually buy a device and getting it shipped anywhere on the planet? I mean, it's going to be as easy as buying a t-shirt, right? The only difference is you're going to be paying uh, in our tokens, right? So, I mean, that's, that's, that's just as easy as buying something online and getting it shipped to you. Uh, installation, though, is a different ballgame. So, I mean, some countries will allow, will allow you to actually connect your device yourself, while other countries will necessitate the, uh, you know, you have to hire an electrician to actually do it and make sure it's compliant, depending on where you're living. But it's still going to be pretty, a pretty straightforward, um, you know, process. Uh, you know, basically the device is only, um, it's just a matter of connecting it to your grid or your power panel, your main panel, and then it's working. So, I mean, it's it's kind of easy to do. It's pretty simple. Um, but, I mean, some places will, you know, still require an electrician to do it for you, while other places will just let you do it. And, I mean, you won't worry about hiring an electrician. All right, Ahmed. Uh, did that answer some of your questions? I know that it was, sometimes it can be hard to, to parse out what people are saying, but I, I try and interpret as best as I can. All right, Ahmed, I'm going to take that as a yes and move on to our very last speaker here, which is Khan. Khan, if you want to unmute yourself, you can ask Jerome. Yeah, thank a, you. A question. Thank you, thank you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll then we'll finish up here. Uh, yeah, can we talk about this uh, crypto market crash here, or it's only about products? Uh, you can ask Jerome his opinion on the crypto market crash, but we're we're kind of here to talk about Elon tokens. So I, I you know, as a as an end question, uh, maybe how we can relate it to Elon token, the Elon project, um, we can do that. But usually, I try and keep it on topic with the the Elon. Uh, the project that we're talking about. So for the last question, I'll, I'll allow it, Khan. It just, it'll, Jerome will have to give his opinion, I suppose. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, you know, the crypto market is a different animal in itself. You know, I, I try to see the crypto market, you know, differently from, I try to separate the crypto market, like the, the, the ETH price, the GC price and whatnot, to what we're doing with Elon, right? Um, and the main reason is, is we don't depend on, on the other crypto market, right? We are a crypto market, a crypto market in it, in, in our, in what we're doing, you know, since our technology is just powering up, you know, houses and will, you know, just bring electricity everywhere on the planet. So I don't really look at the price of the token because at some point people will understand and realize that, you know, the value of holding one Elon today just, I mean, uh, of course, I can comment, you know, about the prices and where I see uh, the token. But I mean, one could easily believe that, you know, it's it's, it's easy to understand that the token price, the Elon token price, at least, will just keep on going up because as soon as we start burning to the supply, 
I mean, the, the, what's going on out there with other markets, I mean, doesn't really affect our operation as a company because we don't use the token to generate funds for our company. We don't. So we don't, it's not, the token is not a way for us to get more money to invest in our research. It's just a way of giving electricity to people where they can transact and create their own free market and their own independent and open market when it comes down to their electricity consumption. So I don't, I don't really see uh, a link between the current, you know, bear market and, and the ELM token. Of course, you know, price will fluctuate. It is what it is. I mean, it's a digital asset and it's being traded. So some people will want to take profit. Some people will want to speculate on it. Some people will want to invest in it. Um, I can't tell you if you should do it or not do it. Because obviously I'm not I'm not licensed to do that. But what I can tell you though is that we're building this solid blockchain based technology that's gonna be able to supply you with on-chain energy. Just let let that sink in for a moment. And then it's easy to realize that you know using our token is is, is or holding our token is just one of the best play you could do today. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. I don't wanna go through uh, regulatory, uh, you know, uh, you know, puddles, but you know, that's all I can say. Sure. Absolutely. Khan, I, I hope that that answered your question. Did no, it? No. Uh, I'm talking about the big uh, players who are manipulating the market like Luna and the recent uh, casualty of FTX. So Sam, uh, I think so rest in peace for him. Uh, FTX, uh, I think uh, uh, Binance have purchased it. I'm talking about in that sense that why uh, are the small investors uh, like us who are uh, investing 10 to uh, 20k of uh, our money investment in and uh, we are flushed out by these uh, big players. I was talking in this sense. Oh, well, I mean, I, I personally, I, I, I don't know how they, the reason why it's happening. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just uh I mean, it is a fatality of, of going on to, you know, in the crypto market. Obviously, you can control prices and what's happening. And if, you know, bad actors are doing something bad, I mean, you know, it's all about the research and the risk you're taking when you're doing something. But it has nothing to do with what we're doing at the lot. And we're transparent and we have the support to make sure that something like that never happens. Sure. Yeah. Khan, I couldn't really give you an answer for that. Uh, we're We're mostly just here to talk about... Jerome, Jerome's okay. project, thank you, thank and, and things like that. Thank so, you, thank you. yeah, thank, that, thanks, thanks a lot, thanks a lot. It's the only, uh, it's the only opinion that I can that I can give you. So I'll remove you from yeah. the speakers right now. It was actually breaking news to me. So I guess what Connor's referring to is that Binance is purchasing FTX. Um, you know, if you're in crypto, okay, I guess it's a big deal. But guys, companies get acquired every day. Things happen behind the scenes. I don't know about it. That's not really the point of this AMA. The point of this AMA was to talk to Jerome all about the Elon project, all about uh, parametric resonance technology, which still kind of blows my mind. Nikola Tesla, next level stuff. And so since we've gone through um, all of the speakers, we're going to kind of close it up here where I'll ask Jerome for some closing remarks, and then we will finish it up. It has been a fascinating conversation. I'm still looking through the website right now, kind of trying to 
to wrap my head around it. it. With new technology, it is always this way, you know? Imagine when Bitcoin came out and they said, you don't need to use a bank. You can, it operates 24-7. It's got ultimate liquidity. I'm sure it was probably the same thing. I'm trying to remember what it was like when I first learned about Bitcoin. But just every revolutionary technology, it is, it is the way it is. Jerome, my last question for you so that we can wrap this up with a nice little bow is, what do you see as being kind of like, what is the future of Elon here? And we can think six months out, and then we can think like five years out. And I know that that sounds like it's going to take you forever to answer, but just closing thoughts about, you know, do you, you see this, you've answered questions about how you, you uh, would prefer that people not buy Elon as a speculation because it has so much utility because this is, this is so amazing. But I'm interested into what your what your hopes and dreams are for the next six months to, you know, near future, which is yeah. five years. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, I'll give you tangible objectives, uh, less of a dreamy objective. Uh, you know, tangible objective for the next six months is obviously, you know, getting certifications from, you know, certifying entities such as CSA, ULC, um, and so on and so forth. Um, afterwards, you know, we're launching our, you know, pilot projects, small scale launch to actually stress test our devices, you know, in a real environment, you know, because, you know, you, you connect the device to other commercially available devices in our lab. It's all in a closed environment. So it needs to be outside. It needs to be hit by the sun, hit by cold, um, you know, being rained on. You know, it needs to be tested and, you know, it has to be pushed to its limit, its absolute limits. And that's what we're planning to do in the next six months. Um, and within five years, I guess, uh, I mean, you know, to be real, to be really conservative, you know, I see us having maybe 28, 30 percent of market shares, at least in North America when it comes to the generator market. Um, and afterwards, you know, ideally, I'd like to see an Elon device in every country that I visit. And that's really what I'm aiming for. And I, I think we have the team, we have the vision, we have the funds, and we have the partners to actually make that a reality. And that's really my main goal for the next five years. And, you know, keep on working towards electrifying the world. Keep on working, you know, thinking about that small girl that has to walk 50 miles per day to get, you know, clean water to actually take a bath um, while she has, you know, like water right underneath her feet, uh, but she doesn't have the energy to actually pump that water out. You know, keep on working with the people in mind and keep on improving the tech and making sure it's, you know, easily available, easily accessible. And, and, and in the end of the people, because that's why we're building this thing. That's why we built this company. Uh, we build it for you and for the people, you know. Absolutely. And I think that that's a great answer to end it here. A very ambitious project, Elon. Uh, you can visit them at Elon Future. That's Elon with an E-L-A-N, not E-L-O-N. Elonfuture.com come to see their Apollo technology, to see everything about the Elon token, um, to see all the stuff that we've been talking about today. And real quick before we go, I just want to remind everybody that if, if you've been listening to this spaces, you can qualify to win. Uh, we've, we're giving away $1,000 in Elon for 100 winners. And all you have to be able, you have to do in order to be in the runnings for that is retweet the link where you found this Twitter spaces, tag three friends, um, follow at Bitmart Exchange on Twitter and follow Elon Future at, on Twitter, which is at E L A N Future. And you will be 
Uh, fill out our Google form we have attached, and then you'll be off into the runnings to win some of those Elan tokens. And if you've been listening to this conversation, you now know why you want some of those tokens. It is just a fascinating project that, honestly, I'm, I'm going to have to re-listen to this conversation. We archive all these conversations as podcasts. I have to re-listen to it to kind of still get my head around it. It is perhaps something that is desperately needed in the world. You've heard Jerome talk about the energy crisis that's coming. Um, you know, it is it is listed on BitMart as a digital asset, so of course it can be prone to speculation, but it seems like a true utility project in one of the best senses of the word. So if you have just joined the conversation or you hopped in in the middle and you didn't get to hear us explain it, don't worry. Like I said, this is going to be archived um, as a podcast on Crypto Conversations through the BitMart Podcast Network. So without further ado, my guest has been Jerome Mallow, founder and CEO of Elon. Jerome, thank you so much for being here and explaining this very interesting project to us. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure and I'm, you know, I'm really excited for the future. All right, guys. Well, since we have nothing left to discuss, I will say goodbye to everybody and please visit elonfuture.com, trade Elon on BitMart or re-listen to this conversation to figure out more. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Goodbye. Thank you, Nate.